Kevin Ash, you got your break in WCW in the late 80s. At the time, the top tag team in WCW was the Steiner Brothers. Now, we always hear about the British Bulldogs being big rivers in the business, but at the time in WCW, were the Steiner Brothers bullies to young talent? I've heard rumors about them and how they would brutally haze the young talent that would come in. True. Would you consider being taped to a, a table and having a pencil stuck up your ass? There's a man in my office with a gun who says that he's going to kill me if we don't pay him back $130,000 that one of our lieutenants 70, stole 000. from him. Seven, it's 70. Look. How much is this guy Carter worth to you? What do you mean? My money, yes or no? No. Not many men know what their life's worth. I do. 70 grand. That's what they took from me. That's what I was going to get back. They weren't wearing their seatbelts. Who the hell are you? I'm Porter. He said his name was Porter. Porter? Porter? Yeah, real Cro-Magnon looking. You're not going to kill me, are you? Well, what's his first name? <laughs> I don't know. You. No, 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 don't. Allow me. It was pretty good for a dead guy. You're the only good thing in my life that hadn't been taken from me. I couldn't stay away. You're one hell of a mosquito. To get rid of you, I'll swat you with 130 grand. It's not 100. Hey! Perfect. Yes, it's all right. He's just killing my alligator bags and shooting holes in my suit. Man, that's just mean. That's mean, man. Where have you been? Even up the odds a little. This February. Hubba, hubba, hubba. Get ready. Everything working out? Oh, yeah. To root for the bad guy. You are crazy. That's why I love you. You signed your own death warrant for $130,000. What is it? The principal or something? Stop it. I'm getting misty. And tell him it's 70, will you? Mel Gibson. What do you mean it's only 70? Only 70,000? Oh. My shoes are worth more than that. Payback. Careful, boy, he might bite you back. Get ready! For the big payback! Gotta get ready! For the big payback! New Blood Rising podcast. We're journeying through ECW pay-per-views, and this time out, 
We're looking at ECW's Guilty as Charged, 1999. We're kicking off a new year. It's going to be fun. I'm William Rinkin, joined, of course, one via Skype, Jason Kiesler. Hello, Your Honor. May I approach the bench? And uh, in the studio here, Charlie Stabile. I got nothing. And also overseas via Skype, we've got Martin Dixon. Always in contempt. <laughs> so, we are gathered here today to preside over... <laughs> preside over... Uh, an interesting pay-per-view. We're in Kissimmee, Florida here. The Millennium Theater, 2,600 people. Buy rate, 0.24. Definitely a bump up compared to where we were with uh, November to Remember 98. So, as we're diving into this here, like I, we came off of... An interesting thread. We talked about the end of November to Remember 98 with what happened with Shane and what happened with Taz and that final bit there with Sabu thrown in there. So it's it's going to be interesting where we progress from here. There is some definitely some, some I'd say at least one like really like marquee match on this card. There may be a couple, but this it's fascinating how this one breaks down with a lot of user ratings too. So I'll be interested to see what everyone thinks on this one. So an interesting opening here as we start off with Paul Heyman. We're kicking off with Paul Heyman here in the um, – I, I know it's the way the, the locker rooms are set up, but it looks like a hospital room is what I it thought, looks like. I thought it was his hotel. I, it could. Who knows? It could be. It very well could be. He thanks the fans for uh, for tuning in, for buying the show. He tells us Masato Tanaka and Jerry Lynn will not be on the card. Well, they will not be able to compete tonight due to injury. So he lets us know, though, that everything will be fine. Okay, well, great. Card subject to change. We get this. We, we know this ball. Come on. So we go to Joey in the ring, and he cannot stop saying the pay-per-view title. Like, he loves to talk about... <laughs> well, Heyman said it. Guilty as charged. Right. And then you get Joey. And I'm thinking it's going to be 10 minutes of this. It's over it's, in about um, 10 seconds. Yeah. yeah. It's like um, in the WWF when they were doing their No Mercy pay-per-views. That, they were so happy that that could work worm its way into any promo. I will show you no mercy. Who will face no mercy? It's it's that kind of sort of weird unpun. I think the bash was always the worst one to work in there. Like that was a tough one to like we're gonna have a bash. At the bash. At, at the at yeah, the beach. It, it, exactly. Like remember when WWE just You're started. a great American. Bash <laughs> So, after we get through the opening video package, we have, once again, as, as we... The obligatory FBI <laughs> opener. Yeah. I, I'm now conditioned. I forgot to mention this last time. Their entrance music is weird. It's like some dance remix of Staying Alive. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a hip-hop... I used to have this song. It's, it's just a hip-hop remix of it with... Uh, with dance lyrics. <laughs> I can't wait. One wrestler and I has the weirdest theme song for him ever. Like, there's no reason why this guy should have this entrance theme, but we'll oh, get to it. Yeah. I can't wait because it's so I had funny. that song, too. <laughs> so, um, it's Roadkill and Dastardly Danny Doring taking on the FBI. The FBI now has we a familiar, well, we'll come to be a familiar face with the FBI. I think synonymous with them in a lot of ways. Sally? Sally. Sally Gratz is now uh, in tow with them. Um, uh, did you notice the dastardly uh, or Danny Doring knockoff Austin 316 shirt? 
What yes, no. it, it's extreme associates. Okay. Yeah, but the, it's still like the same impact font for the 316. Like I, I was mm. like, oh, all right, and it has muffin ass on his tights. Wow. <sighs> okay. He does this. <laughs> there is literally nothing to yeah, What do you say to that? I, I, he does this this strut, and I don't understand yeah. what it is, but it seems to summon Axel Rotten and Balls Mahoney. <laughs> That's the cue. Who come or out was with, it when the crowd started chanting boring a minute? <laughs> I, think, I think Balls and Axel just thought that, that exact thing. This, this sucks. <laughs> Let's go out. Did you notice what uh, Guido, uh, where he was billed from? Italy. Just Italy. Oh, yeah. Just Italy. <laughs> well, duh. From America. <laughs> and I'm so, I, I couldn't have been happier, along with probably everybody else in the in the venue here watching it and watching a pay-per-view, that you had Rotten and Balls come out. Because I was like, well, who the hell am I supposed to cheer for here? Right. Like, that this is not yeah. good. We talked about in the last episode how good Axel Rotten can be on the microphone. I actually laughed out loud at this because... It, I, I truly think he couldn't do it. Uh, and it, it goes along with the from Italy bit. But he says, how are you doing, Florida? <laughs> <laughs> when someone does the hometown pop, they usually name the city. I don't think he can pronounce Kissimmee. Or he didn't know. Or he didn't know, like, what's Kissimmee? Kissimmee? Yeah, I, I, how you doing, what? Jupiter Beach? <laughs> <laughs> And you can see me and surrounding suburbs. <laughs> Perhaps there was this weird thing in the gorilla position where he t- went to someone and said, where are we tonight? Kiss me. No, where are we tonight? Kiss me. <laughs> 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 that who's on first thing going on? <laughs> I would, uh, who's on first with balls and Axel about how to pronounce the, the name would have been pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Axel says this looked like a homosexual dance party. I got a pop. How does yeah. he know? What a homosexual dance party. Or how does the whole crowd of Kissimmee, Florida? <laughs> no, because <I>, Yeah! So, <laughs> party over here. <laughs> they just insert themselves in the match, and it's awesome. That's fine with it. Yeah, whatever. So, we have an elimination yeah. style. Well, he also says, well, let's have the match that put ECW on the map. And I'm like, scaffold? Or, or, uh, what's eliminators? Uh, Are they coming? A three-way dance. <laughs> That's... Really? He at least asked the ref if that's okay with you. I love if it was the ref that went into business for himself. No, it's not okay. But is that the match that put ECW on the map? It <laughs> kind of is because they the, they had the first ever triple threat, but it isn't on the pay per view. Are we talking about Taz versus Sabu versus Shane? Uh, or, what, Terry Funk. Terry Funk. Versus, yeah. Is it because it's elimination? Were they really the first promotion to do an elimination style? They might be, because I don't remember WCW or WWF. I don't remember, I don't remember WWF. But that doesn't mean it. that they're the end-all, yeah. be-all, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, this is where we do get we get another rendition of Roadkill's monster, three-quarters of the ring across Splash, that he hits, nails it perfectly. Joey hesitates yep. to call out um, Danny Doring's uh, signature move, the T-Bag. I don't know why it's called that. But. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah, he has. I love how he needs to do. So the FBI eliminates uh, Doring and Roadkill after a double team Fisherman Buster. That looked nice. Yeah, I, I just love yeah. that. You can just have two guys pin one. It just it seems unfair <laughs> for ECW. This seems unfair. Yeah, it's just, if you hook if you hook both legs, I mean, he's fucked. And um, not long after, Rotten and Balls hit their. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I get it now. <laughs> they hit their nice sink finisher, severe head trauma to get the win. What a great opener. <laughs> so, Tea tea bagging, <laughs> rotten balls. Rotten balls. <laughs> From Nutley, New Jersey. Rotten <laughs> impressions. I mean, so this is mediocre. Yeah, I mean, this, this would have been even it's, worse it's, if, if they weren't in it. Oh, God, yeah. Go it's ahead, Martin. Fine. Sorry. It's it's a fun opener. Joey Styles does his uh, dusty impression. He does. Mm. I think he's I think he's legally required. If you're in wrestling, you have to have a dusty break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like every comedian has to have a walk-in. Yeah. Jason, what do you think Anyways, of this? I was wanting to know why people were breaking up pins in an elimination tag match. Yeah, I, I noticed that. I genuinely think that they perhaps called an audible. And. Um, this was just supposed to be FBI versus Doring and Roadkill. Oh, no! Okay, we spin out? Oh, we fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> too, too many hip tosses. <laughs> <laughs> this is but, uh, an extreme. This is an extreme. <laughs> Guilty. I'm the law! Break them all out. That, uh, that, damn! <laughs> I was picturing all the Kryptonian like yeah. judges going guilty, guilty, and it's just like random legendary wrestlers. Uh, <laughs> guilty, but, brother. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah there, <laughs> the, there is a uh, balls does a badass belly to belly suplex off the top rope to Guido, which just looks massive because that dude is so tiny. Yep. Um, but I like the German guy's name is now Big Guido. Oh, so yeah. you got little oh. Guido, now you got big Guido. Yeah, we forgot to mention him. He's a new guy. Right. Olf Samuelson. Or Olf Herman. Olf Herman, yeah. Olf Herman. OLF? From Hamburg, Italy. So even I almost fucked that up. Hamburg. Right. So moving on past this one. All right, so we go to a promo with Terry Funk, who lets us know that a jackass kicked his daddy in the nuts and his daddy killed him. This is quite a compelling story. I don't know. I'll give Terry <laughs> Funk that. Like, I was, like, I was invested the second uh-huh. he said jackass. I was like, oh, continue. <laughs> he slit his throat, <laughs> and payback's a bitch. And, and so he. Yeah, but the thing is, we know of at least one um, mammal that was listening to that: the horse that kicked him in WCW. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So it. He's so pissed. I can just imagine someone having that promo on in a stable, and in the back of hot, you're like, there's a, there's a horse watching it, and the camera just narrows in on the horse's eyes. <laughs> he also says he's going to juice Tommy Dreamer. Ooh. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, whoa. <laughs> well, when in Florida. <laughs> how you doing, Florida? Yeah, I like to see rotten balls come in on that one. one. I like how he goes one teaspoon, one tablespoon. <laughs> It's like one teaspoon of blood. Tommy Dreamer is fucking dead. I looked it up. The average human body has a gallon and a half of blood, Terry Funk. So mm-hmm. it's just, it, this confused the hell out of me and scared the hell out of me. But I was like, Charlie, I was very just compelled to continue to watch. It was a good problem. Yeah, I was wondering I wish, where this is I going. I wish Jake would come out and fight him. That's why I really <laughs> wish we'd get him. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like one of those. You first hear it, it sounds like a good idea, but immediately afterwards, Jake, like, he told yeah, me it was a shoe. No. <laughs> Jake did a line of cocaine off Terry's ass. <laughs> <laughs> And then he slit his throat. <laughs> just put, your, just put your nose right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, now we go to a, uh, a a barn burner of a match. It's so cool. Our, our debut match with him on the pay-per-view here. It's Super Crazy versus Tajiri. So, it's funny, like I was saying earlier. Both of their songs. Yes. Especially Tajiri. Well, let's start with Super Crazy. Okay, go for it. <laughs> so, uh, Super Crazy, uh, I don't know why they chose this song for him, but I actually like it for him. I don't know why. It's Roadhouse Blues by The Doors. Uh, for some reason, it works. I can't explain it. It's great. To the exact opposite of that, we get Smack My Bitch Up for <laughs> Yoshihiro Tajiri. And this isn't even, like, badass Tajiri, like, with the cool tights and the goatee. No. This is... Just some uh, import <laughs> from <Yeah>. Japan. <laughs> right. Like, this, this is Japanese teenager. Yeah. Coming out to 28 year old. It's bizarre. Yeah, it, it's hilarious. It, it, I wonder, like, how that process went to get the music when they showed up that day. Because it doesn't fit any of the personality that he exudes when he walks <coughs> to the ring. He just walks to the ring like another wrestler. Yeah. Just, Smack yeah. my bitch up. <laughs> 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 Someone hit play on the wrong track. Awesome came out to that when he had, when he had Tori Wilson dressing up as the, <laughs> when he had her dressing up as the geisha. <laughs> That'd be awesome. So, uh, it's been a bit, I feel like since we've had a match like this where we have just two guys that are just going to go. They have no real storyline, but they have really no backstory coming into this. They're just going to go. You want to talk about getting over in one match. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. these these guys hit hit the moon within about the first minute. Yeah, this is solid. This easily... I, I I put it four stars. I put it as a solid four-star match. It's, Three and a half probably is the floor I would give, at the very least. Oh, it's so good. Um, I Did you know that John Pee Wee Moore speaks both Spanish and Japanese? Uh, Joey, Joey, let us know that. Yeah, I didn't see that one coming. Uh, I do like the uh, the the crowd. It's very bizarre. They 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 love Super Crazy. Like when he's doing all of his offense, but they don't. The second he says "Viva la Mexico," boy, that gets a a response. Imagine that today. Yeah. Oh no! 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 But um. What did you think of the finish? Because this is the thing I thought was interesting. How did it end? Well, it ends like he, he ends it with a dragon suplex by Tajiri to That's get the right. win. Which, the reason I bring it up is, I know we've tossed this around that, like, when we see a match like this, and this is a prototype Ring of Honor match, where it's like, it's it's tons of uh, of almost high spots, back to back to back to back. And what's going to finish it? You know, and it's not like a dragon suplex is a slouch move. It's a pretty badass suplex, but still, it's like... After everything that's kind of transpired, that's how it ends. It's like, oh. I had a similar feeling. But I, I didn't, I don't think I, I felt it as strong with this. I think it's a pretty bad aspect. Martin, let me throw it to you now. Did you did you think of this as highly as we did? Yeah, I, I loved this. This was just entertaining from start to finish. I, as soon as I saw it was super crazy, it was like, ah, you know, a guy I know and a guy I like. And then it's Tajiri afterwards. So in, instantly my interest was peaked. I didn't mind the finish. 
I liked the bit beforehand where Tajiri was like whirling super crazy around. You could almost buy Kayfabe that he was like making him super dizzy right. and then an impact to the back of the head. Yeah. You know, it, it, it made more sense to me if I looked at it like that. Um, I loved the, all the drop kicks to the knee that Tajiri did. Yeah. You, that, you would buy that he was fucking up super crazy's leg. It got a response every time yeah. from the crowd. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. Just, yeah. Yeah, just a drop kick. His naps. Are, yeah. I, I, I still can't see him napping. You know, like with yeah. his kicks. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I don't see it. but Because you know he's not hitting full force. With, and you know that the, the boots against the face when he does that move couldn't possibly make that sound. Right. But the sound that it makes is so fucking and, cool. And we didn't even get a tarantula. We didn't even really get like... Yeah, he couldn't no, no, quite there, get there, it. There is a kind of tarantula. Right. For a Close. It's... He can't but quite like, hook his leg. That's what's awesome is that we haven't even, like, this isn't even, like, the full-fledged thing yet. Right. That's what's cool. This isn't even his final fall. His final <laughs> Jason, what did you think of this match? I loved it. Like, it was the exact opposite of what I said was the problem with all the most of ECW matches. Yeah. There's no interference, no bullshit. It was just two guys that, that just fucking went for it. Um, that tends to be a big theme. It's like people that, that the live crowd doesn't even really know. And they just come out and just go fucking crazy, and the people love it. Uh, the the rolling surfboard spot. Yes. Was, yeah. I, that never saw that before. That, 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 but yeah, the all that, and then to with the German suplex, and in that replay though, it looked like Tajiri should have broke his own neck. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it, it, I, how he didn't bust his own nose, I don't get that. Because you look and he's he's face planted into that mat on the bridge. Mm-hmm. It's, it is pretty bad. But I would give it on a five star scale. To me, this is like like four point five. Nice. Yeah, it's definitely an early contender for match tonight. I think there's one other that will I think come close, but we'll see. We will see. They have an amazing about. chemistry. For uh, a Mexican wrestler and a Japanese wrestler. And I think Joey even pointed it out. Um, Tajiri did a Lucha-style move at some yeah. point in the match. Do you remember what that was, Martin? Uh, no, it's... it's yeah, it, it, for some reason, my mind is just, just blank. I've not got it in my notes. I should have written that down. Uh, so my only problem with the finish, because I actually don't have a problem with the move because of how well it looked. And I love that they bothered to show the replays from the different angles, except one, which showed that Super Crazy's shoulders were never on the mat. That was the only thing <laughs> I didn't like. Is it's clearly like an inch of there's no there's no uh, there's no mat there, and that, so that kind of ruined it for me. But the move itself looked gorgeous. So it's fascinating because sometimes Paul, is, it's interesting how he books these types of middle matches here. We just had this, and this thing went like a good, what would you say? It's like 10 or 15 minutes. 10 or 15 minutes. So now, to balance that out, oh, God. Jeff Jones comes out in a judge's cloak after so John Cronus. First, first we get right. uh, John Cronus doing his Hugh Morris shtick. Right. Like, oh, I'm crazy guy. <laughs> I thought it was well, I'm in here. Yeah. So uh, Judge Jones <laughs> lets us know that he is now, or that... Um, he, he, I, it's so I don't, even, I don't have my notes accurate about, it, but he tries to get some heat talking about Clinton and OJ yeah. and all this stuff. 
He calls them all guilty, guilty as charged. charged. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, this is why you're the judge. Maybe this is how he got the character. Yeah, I, exactly. So, um, I thought it was funny. OJ got a little of applause there, which I thought was interesting. I don't know why, but it was interesting. It's Florida. <laughs> he says, oh, yeah. <laughs> he sentences Cronus to face his executioner, Sid. <laughs> yeah. So, if Tajiri and Super Crazy wasn't the match of a night... <laughs> This is a definite contender just on wow fact. I'd say Pops, maybe Pops of the Night. Maybe, maybe. But it's... He's he's one of those guys, man. He was never that good of a wrestler. No. But he had such a presence and he was such a personality that you would cheer him anyway. Yeah. How all of us Sid is, no matter where he went, he's one of wrestling's great mysteries. I agree. It's, it's, It's that intangible. Yeah, some guys literally just have it. Sid is like the the archetype of that. I, this entrance was phenomenal, and then just the way he just wastes no time. That fucking choke slam. I mean, I actually jumped him. Oh, <laughs> through the table, <laughs> over the top or through the table. My God! And then just on top of that, takes a chair out there and bashes him multiple times with it. Mm-hmm. And then if just you know, why not? Let's do a power bomb too. Yeah, we want it. And then that's it. Sid gets the win in a, a brutal squash. That I mean, that's it, how you do a squash. Yeah, none of this Goldberg, yeah. Brock Lesnar shit. Like, imagine if Sid had done that to someone like Taz. Exactly. Like on this run, like that's yeah. that's John Cronus is a good guy for Sid to be able to do that to. I'm looking to see. We will get Sid next month at Living Dangerously, so that will oh, be really what awesome. A per, what a what a great name for the pay per view for him to be. Because. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Again, he just, he just exudes that, like, that, it's, it's like you said, that presence, like, you're, oh, and, and this was it's a thing. terrifying. And, and even in that Millennium Man, WCW stuff, like, my God, like, that guy had a presence. Like, mm-hmm. you, you were invested with that guy. So, that was a pretty neat thing. Martin, Jason, did you guys, did you guys enjoy the Sid cameo of the night? Yeah, Sid was, it was great. I like the little tease that Judge Jones was doing with him. He was, you know, he was like, he's the... Well, he's the next guy's a psycho, and he's going to deal out some vicious justice because he's the man. And I'm like going, you know, if this isn't Sid, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. And then it I still Sid, didn't believe like, it though. That crowd went berserk. Yeah. And like when Sid is out there murdering Cronus with the steel chair, I think that's the happiest that man's ever been in his life. Yeah. Because um, he just looked like he just looked like hey, this is where I should be. I mean, like he doesn't have the nowhere near the wrestling ability as as. I would say two thirds of that ECW locker room, but it would just look great. And then ECW has that bad habit of having too many mics under the ring. I swore we heard Cronus's spine snap like six times. Oh, <laughs> it's no. that power bomb. Cause I had to, it was like, click, 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 click. I was like, that's not the ring. And then the fact that he had to get helped out tremendously added to how much Sid just killed him. I thought Sid was about to turn on judge Jones. I think yeah, the crowd I was too. waiting for that too. Yeah, absolutely. So we move. We, I, oh, I go loved ahead, every single second of it. Yeah. Particularly, it comes as me because I, I, like last week, splurged on the Sid DLC for WWE 2K17. Ah, I didn't know he was in there. Oh, that horrible face. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fun having Sid just power bomb the modern roster. Power bomb the hell. Remember the power bomb match with uh, Kevin Nash? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Did we even see a power bomb in that match? Nope. <laughs> Don't think we did. That's WCW for it. 
So now we go to a video package for Taz versus Shane Douglas. This is our main event and is a heavily anticipated main event. This is a little convoluted, though, more than it needs to be. So we're coming out of um, what happened in November to remember. Taz had the Taz mission on Shane, but Sabu came off the top rope with the Arabian Facebuster that ended up breaking that up, and he got the pin. So it left still that unfinished business that Taz had with him. So what Shane decides to do is entice Taz by saying that I'll give you money and I'll give you Francine if you just take out Sabu so he can't wrestle for the title, mm-hmm. right? Because it's it was set up to be a triple threat, right? Uh, yeah. It was set up to be a triple That's threat. right. Oh, right. Oh, now I know what you're talking about because Taz does some shenanigans with the FTW title. Yes. I, so, couldn't, yeah. I couldn't follow him. He gets the revenge on Sabu like multiple times, it seems like. And I mean, really puts the beating on him with Taz flexes and the like. And then, but instead he has Sabu pin him for the FTW title. So now, somehow this... Uh, okay. <laughs> so, so, so the, hmm. why not just take Sabu out altogether? <laughs> Instead of dropping your your own title. That's like Austin dropping the smoking skull belt. Yeah. I, I think that's the kind of thing. It's like, I think the plot is, while ever he has that, he, for some reason, can't challenge Shane for the ECW belt. And that makes zero sense. Yeah. That's WCW level of bullshit. Yeah. It's why. So, and and what Paul does, he, like, they... He decides to give you the biggest nod, nod, wink, wink at the end. Like we get this fade or this dissolve to a silhouette or this this image of Sabu. But what about Sabu? Oh, yeah, it's the way he says it. He goes, and they're gonna take it to the extreme. And then it's just very faint. But what about Sabu? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> what, what about him? <laughs> it's just if you didn't need this, you did not need this for this feud. This feud had been building so nicely. Honestly, over the last year, that we didn't need this for yeah, this main I, event. You, I think Bobbins do this, but don't do the recap. Just just let it hang there, or just let it hang there. Right. I, I think Paul Heyman has a bad, um, a bad way of showing his hand too early. His, he, he does this a lot, where it's like that would have been a great surprise had you not shown me that in the video package. And plus, in, in his little interviews that he does, with his little winks and nudges, that you know, it's like he knows that he's got this bombshell great idea, but he just can't contain it within himself to not release it. Right. So, I think the video package needed is it needed to explain what the fuck happened to the triple threat? Yeah. That's um, more of a, a mystery yeah. than anything else. Yeah, they're just broken up. Yeah, we learn later that Bam Bam left him. And then we'll find out about Chris Candido on the show here, mm-hmm. I guess, kind of. But, yeah, they don't really talk about where their relationship, considering we just heard they're going to be best friends forever and ever and ever. But, uh, yeah, it's not explained, and it should have been, totally. Joey now is reluctant to talk about the Dudley boys, of course. It's not like I talk about them at all. Gertner does his thing in the ring. Bubba then cuts a promo um, on the ramp. I love. I wrote this. He he cuts a promo on the ramp while he's walking in the ring. He has no mic. It's yeah. so funny to watch because he's. He, it's not like he lets out a couple lines. Like no, that's a full fledged like four or five cent promo here that he's cutting. And um, um, 
there's one thing about Gertner's thing where he, he is on rare filthy form. But there's just one thing when he's describing Big Dick Dudley's arms, he says twenty five and nine eighths. Yes, inches. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I got pretty pretty excited about the way he was introducing Devon because I order my hash browns the exact same way. Because <laughs> he was in, I mean, you're in Florida, you're in the South, you know, you start doing Waffle House bits, that's great. But I mean, just how excited he was. I just want to know, since I, I know Waffle House terminology, but I don't know what, Charlie, you eat the Waffle House, don't you? Uh, um, yeah, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. So, so what do you throw on those things for Jacked? Uh, what do you add, uh, That'd probably be Heinz 57. That's a little underwhelming, but okay. I mean, the jack is just for <laughs> Devon. Like, I know, but I mean, it's just like, what is it? Because that was a ton of shit. Martin, do you, do you know what what, uh, what Gertner was doing there? I know that the Waffle House is not a UK thing, but what he yeah. was throwing out there? No, I, I, I didn't get that it was a specific reference to a thing, but it was still entertaining for me. Yeah, see, the, the, the Waffle House has code words for their toppings that go on their hash browns. It's like scattered means you smother, you, you tear them up, you don't eat them as a whole pie. Then there's covered oh, yeah. it's cheese and all this great stuff, and it's just like the ridiculous shit you can throw on there. And, and some people may not know that. I know we have a lot of listeners everywhere, and it just would crack me up as how excited he got for that. And I was like, I hope the listeners in Bahrain will uh, have a lot to say about <laughs> Where, it. Where's that? Bahrain. <laughs> Bahrain. <Yeah. laughs> What? Uh, it's a country. No, no, uh, I didn't hear anything that was said, though. What? But it's not important, I guess. <laughs> so the Dudleys are taking on Spike and New Jack. Well, yeah, because Bubba says that nobody can... Nobody can beat him. Which you mean... Don't ever do that. <laughs> Somebody's going to come out. Joey breaks the fourth on that one. <laughs> Don't ever issue an open challenge in ECW. No. So uh, we get <laughs> we get New Jack and Spike, which I was like, oh man! And Spike's got a, a little updated look for himself too. <laughs> he's he's got his alternate he, he costume looks, three. He looks exactly like the fake New Jack figure that I own <laughs> with the different head. Um, and of of course, like he is thrown like he's thrown how many times in the audience? At least two, two or three. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, they try to body surf him at one point, and I don't think I don't think yeah, Kiss Me's on board. The second one, though, is that's when I said it was the most dangerous because I don't think anyone wanted to catch him. No. No. <laughs> no way. Oh, he just lands on the chairs. Yeah. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. I, I, I'm I a big fan of when when Bubba sees the cameras, like, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he just backs up slowly. No, 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 I mean it. Get the fuck out of my face. Um, I, I swear, I think New Jack... For a shoot, was strangling Devon. <laughs> it looked like yeah. he was really strangling him with that cord. Because the look on Devon's face is like, I really fucked up. Oh, I fucked up. up. I fucked up. What what you, uh, he beat up Devon on the ramp there. New Jack screams into the camera, I'm going to kill this son of a yes, bitch. Yes, he does. I'm kill him. And I'm sitting here scared. I'm like, I'm so glad we know that Devon's okay because this, this could have been very bad. Because this guy does not give any fuck. I'm going to kill his ass. I too. Yeah. Uh, I, New Jack eats a very awkward looking 3D on the ramp. It's not even really fully 3D, it feels like. But. I think that's, that shows the professionalism of Bubba. <laughs> yeah. Because if if I went in that position, I would have let New Jack go face first into the ramp. Yeah, he held him almost like they did it when they did it to Beulah. Yeah. It, I mean, just 
way like under, like over where the chest is. Right. So. Um, Spike then like makes like a rally of all time here. He goes for he gets an acid drop on all of the Dudleys, every one of them, and somehow somehow makes every one of them miss. Like when they try to like like he he's, he's so agile he gets out of the way of everything. Right. Acid drops everybody, but he finally gets overwhelmed in three D. Well, yeah, because he tried it on Big Dick twice. Right. Yeah. Big yeah. Dick, fool me once. Spike, yeah. In it's, my notes, again, you know how, how I go word blind. Spike outfoxes all three Dudleys, but succumbs to Big Dick. <laughs> Rotten balls. <laughs> <laughs> so the Dudleys pick up the win here in a very, very, like, vicious and intense contest here. Um, it's Charlie, entertaining. Okay, that's what I was waiting <laughs> for. What's going to be the layup comment on this? New Jack doesn't do anything. Watching, watching New Jack get the piss beat out of him is very cathartic for me, though. <laughs> yeah, to, to see... To Dude, he gets... Yeah, well, he, he deserved it, didn't he? Uh, <laughs> New Jack doesn't do any of his crazy, crazy shit, like jumping off balconies or anything. But uh, the Dudleys... Like, I did not want to see them lose this match. No, J- Jason. How'd you feel about it? Did you feel the same way? Uh, that I, yeah, I didn't want to see them lose that. Also, you don't fuck with Bubba while he's cutting a promo. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, you do not. That, like that was some pretty vicious shit. I like how Bubba cranked up the Southern. Yeah, and the down. It's like Spock is dead. Yeah, New Jack Spock. is dead. I was like, oh my god, this is a uh, this is good. And I never used like, the word Spike had an H in the middle. Yeah, it's Spock? a three syllable word. Um, but yeah, like it was, like Charlie said, it was entertaining. It wasn't quite the clusterfuck that a lot of New Jack stuff's been. Um, I think it's because it's only the just two teams as opposed to mm-hmm. half locker room. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was all right. I think it's the better of the ones that I've seen, more or less, because it it got pretty fucking vicious. It's like you don't, you really don't mess with the Dudleys. They weren't kidding. Oh, this yeah. is yeah. Uh, this is New Jack's best match yet. Yeah. Right. I I He did his guitar thing again. Oh yeah, he <laughs> fucker. I do think Spoiler, he'll be doing that in twenty ten. <laughs> I do find fascinating watching Spike Dudley because I really feel like he was Daniel Bryan before Daniel Bryan. I Brown. love Spike Dudley. He really Third was. Third yeah. elementary t shirt decided to be a wrestler. Between these two shows, like the pops he's getting when he gets on those runs. Is phenomenal. I love the acid drop. Yeah, I mean he. It, it's a. Uh, I mean you. A spike Dudley wanna, match is going to go one of two ways, really. But that's okay. You want a spoiler alert? At the next guilty as charged, he's in the main event. Yeah. Like, go, yeah, going for the title. That's awesome. <laughs> so um, after the sh- after and we we lightly touch on this. So after the pinfall, New Jack has read the Dudley commandments and bashed <laughs> with a chair, including a. It looks like a, a chair splash from the top rope. Yeah, it looks like New Jack gets his comeuppance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Devon's not having it. As as Jason said, he pronounces him dead, as well as Spike, and they have beaten every tag team in ECW history. And they finalize it by saying that RVD and Sabu's days are numbered. You pretty boy motherfucker. <laughs> Bubba then makes a challenge to the public enemy to face him at the ECW arena. And I was like, oh. oh okay. Like, I, I, was, I was expecting... 
But uh, Road Warriors. <laughs> no, I kind of was. I'm not kidding. I kind of like, was. Who is the baddest fucking tag team? Can you imagine on the that? That the, the my two favorite tag teams. Ever? They rolled in with the black shoulder pad. Like, oh no! Like, <laughs> WCW days like with the black and yellow face paint. Oh, the only fuck. thing I could I could think would top that would be Peak Dudleys versus Peak Steiners. Oh, oh the Steiners. Yeah. yeah. There's the triple threat match we need. Man, that's not a... the one we deserve. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to see Hawk on, Hawk on a good bender to come out there. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> just hilarious. Hawk on a bender. And do, so do we get Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner thrown in the mix, or do you go back old school Scott? I like the old. I like. Martin, get the old school yeah, Steiner. Long black hair, Scott yeah. Steiner, the yeah. Steiner. Dave Meltzer. But then, as the match progresses, an accelerated evolution of Scott Steiner to the point he finishes. <laughs> he gets his as- final form. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine final form Scott Steiner dealing with New Jack? Oh, yes. <laughs> That's my new dream match. Scott Steiner <laughs> versus <laughs> New Jack. <laughs> oh, yeah. Steiner just picks him up, feeds him to the tiger. Yeah, how you like that? I, I have a feeling that's the Make America Great match. <laughs> I, I could see that, like, somehow it becomes that. I could just, oh, it's terrible. The promos alone. Oh, yeah. Oh. Like, incomprehensible will have new meaning. Yeah. After yeah. These Forget two. Savage and Warrior. Oh. Like, we're on a whole other level here. Um, Joey is still not impressed. But it lets us know that RVD, although... Um, is not facing Masato Tanaka. Will be facing somebody of unequal nature. So we'll see. Um, the video for RVD with Walk is phenomenal. Like oh, yeah. uh, it's so good. And we're re- like we've said it before, but now we're getting he's he, as a TV champ. Those great singles matches. I think we're tonight mm-hmm. is really a good catalyst for it. And that leads us in here to um, Joey says they've come back. <laughs> as we're coming back, it's funny to see Spike and New Jack just. Staggering up. Right. No, it's hilarious. (laughs) How do you like it? (laughs) I I, I love... Can we talk about who who his opponent is? Yeah. I love this so much because Lance Storm isn't somebody who... You wait until the music hits. He just adds Lance Storm. <laughs> like Joey Styles just flippantly gives it away. <laughs> Not like Jake Roberts. Oh my God! It's it's Lance Storm, and he's all in that Lance Storm's going to win this because RVD hasn't prepared. That doesn't make any sense. Lance Storm hasn't prepared for RVD. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Lance is Lance gets a little promo in. And it's good, and he it's did. not a typical Lance Storm. Promo. No, it doesn't have all the usual shtick that he would. Um, Kind of develop later, but I do. I do love his line. Is he might not be the whole show, but he's the best damn part of yeah, it. It's mm-hmm. a great button on great line. It's very good. And um, he's with Don Marie. Yeah, right. Still not called Don Marie yet, but well, by us, she but is. close. Yeah. RVD's entrance is massive, and if in this it's, field, it feels big. This it's the big feel RVD entrance. Yeah, it just feels like a big time fight too. Like yeah. this, this the, like this doesn't feel like any slouch. And uh, this thing is nothing short of brilliant. It's hard to believe that th- this is the number two title. Yeah, yeah, it really I'm is. I'm so excited yeah. to see this title get defended. I do. This is where Joey gets back into his 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 better graces with us in a way because he talks about pace and like Lance Storm's idea is to slow the pace, slow it down, to mm-hmm. keep RVD off his game. And I thought that was really really well said. He breaks out that that awesome single leg crab. It's my favorite movie ever. Did. So good and a super kick. His super oh, kick is good. very good. Uh, and I love even his... Alfonso manages to to be amazing because when RVD's in the single leg crab, 
the only way he can think to help save his man is for him to dash through the ring to distract Storm by getting close to Don Marie. He goes right for her. Yeah. And then, yeah. oh, and that sets up that fucking awesome leg drop move um, that RVD modifies for that. Oh, it's so cool. When they get to the outside and they go, they get over that guardrail. Like Landstorm does that springboard. Oh, we get in trouble here. Yeah, we get yeah. into some big ass trouble out there. Yeah, because the, then RVD, it's just it's when he goes to the top rope and just thinks about it for a second and then changes his mind. Is that this match or was that the previous pay per view? I don't, I don't think that was the previous pay per view. Yeah, I, when they get that, over that guardrail there and they hang out there for a few minutes and the crowd is just all over it. Oh, 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 I know what you're talking about. It looks like the crowd just eats them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's that one guy who's mugging the camera like, ACW! ACW! Shit! But I love, though, that, like, because he takes this. I don't know if it's... Yeah, it's a reverse DDT. Why did he take that? An awful-looking reverse DDT. And because RVD's going to bump for it like a champ, it looks like he's concussed. And he gets up, he's like... Hey, man, it's fine. Don't worry about it. We're he not even, talking to us. We're not even at halftime yet. He lets us know he's okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thank God. RVD misses a Van Daminator once, but then absolutely clobbers Lance Storm with a second one. Yep. And it's just nasty. Um, it sends him out of the ring. Like, it, it yeah, knocks it him out him. completely. Yeah. Um, Lance goes goes for that spin kick. RVD ducks it into his own spin kick that looks just. Have you ever seen that before? No. One guy do a spin oh. kick. No. I can't even replicate that with figures. <laughs> a third Van Daminator misses, but clobbers the ref. Just Dude, absolutely. it looked like Finnegan was like catapulted, <laughs> shot out of a cannon. <laughs> Lance Storm hits a variation of his own Van Daminator, <laughs> but the ref is down. Alfonso comes in with a chair, but Storm takes it away right as RVD comes off the top rope and kicks Perfect. it into his face. It those kind of uh, those close calls of RVD almost losing the title, but yeah. Alfonso just manages to help him just enough. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what made these matches so much fun. So, what do you think this end this end sequence is? Incredible! Like <coughs> you rarely do get this kind of chain wrestling at the end of a match. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's at the beginning, but then it leads to. You know, a fairly pedestrian German suplex by RVD to get the win. This Did, wouldn't have been so bad if it wasn't pretty much the finish to Super Crazy into Jeremy. Right, right. And that's where I'm wondering, that detract from you guys from this match? Because I think otherwise this match is absolutely phenomenal. I remember thinking, oh, again? But I wasn't that upset because I could... I mean, yeah, it's the basic, basically it's the same finish, but I didn't mind it so much because, I, in my opinion, I thought Lance Storm took a beating. Yeah. You know, so and I can. That's when I can buy a finish like that, where I, I, of course, he didn't kick out. You know, something like that. Also, we were pointing out uh, Lance Storm's repertoire of moves that we love that he does. I love his leaping top turnbuckle back elbow. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen him. It's a good video game up. move. Oh, no, it is. It's like surprise. <laughs> Jason, what did you? Did you uh, overall? Did you like this match? Did the finish throw you off as well a little bit? I love the match. The finish to me didn't throw me off. Uh, I mean, I know it was something we had just seen, you know, maybe like 40 minutes ago, but it seems like with the the caliber of these two guys and what they were throwing at each other, that it was going to be something quick and simple that was going to get the win. Um, especially because I, I love the, the top rope Van Daminator. Yes. Now, that only, that only gets a two. And what's funny is, like, you know, you watch wrestlers now, like, you know, Dolph Ziggler goes for the Famouser and, and, only gets a two, and then he acts like, oh, my God, what the fuck happened? 
you know, that, that move's never beaten anybody if you're not Billy Gunn. But, like, Van Damme, instead of, like, flipping out and getting all panicking off his game, he just smiles and goes, that's all right. I thought yep. that shit was great. I mean, Reminds me of Ghostbusters. Yep, we can take it. The, the, the crowd is all in on him, too. You oh, can yeah. tell, like, as we've seen him, like, in this really, as we talked about, a great heel role, that it was the way he has gotten more. Because I think there's always been a portion that was with him. But over right. time, it has grown to where, like, you would think this is the world champion. Well, there was that great sign that was in the probably the fourth or fifth row that said uh, RVD, why we're here. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he was the reason I ordered the pay-per-views. Th- this match totally, like, steals the pay-per-view, I think, in think terms so? of... I think it steals it in the way that that felt more like the world title match than it does the feel world, like title. world title that, match. That's... Because it was awesome. Like, it had a great big match feel before it, like... You could see them kind of sizing each other up. It's better than their. It. See, I think it's better than their barely legal match. Way better. Yeah. Yes, I would 100 percent agree. And Lance with Storm that. actually seems comfortable in his own shoes at this point. Yeah, and I think RVD has figured out where he his what works. Yeah, you know, yeah. talk a little bit, but mostly let the in ring stuff take care of it. You know, take care of your business. Which and is, there's nobody better. No. Uh-uh. Imagine. I mean, I, I imagine that Paul Heyman would have been on a knife edge because at any point the WWF or WCW could have swooped in for RVD. Yeah. Um, I was just imagine thinking, what these shows would be like without him. I was thinking that too while watching this match. Like, it's amazing to me that they did not pick him up until ECW closes stores because later in the year they pick up Taz. But they yep. still overlook Rob Van Dam. I know, and I, I, I bet you he. I bet you there's something else behind the scenes. There might have been. It's like, well, if we take something. away Rob Van Dam from them, they're, they're not going to have a leg to stand on. Right. Like, I know. I, me personally, at the age I was, the way I, I viewed ECW at the time, I probably would have watched it a hell of a lot less. Yeah. Uh, had Rob Van Dam not we, been there, I can't wait till we get to the end. When we get to the end of this run. I think is Ari will this title run might That's be one of the top five greatest ever by any wrestler I think it's in the best any company. TV title run. I mean, the the caliber of well, opponents. Not, not he, Jim Duggins, right? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. The caliber of opponents, starting with Lance Storm next month, it is Jerry Lynn that is on the card for Living Dangerous, and it's going to be like just the way the the caliber of opponents he's going to face. I think rivals anybody mm-hmm. in any stretch. We love CM Punk's 434. There's some, you know, kind of... I mean, I, there's some great matches in there, but I think overwhelmingly, a lot of times, it's he's kind of stuck in some... Austin's first run? Austin's which I first run. combined with his second one. <laughs> and I think, it's in a, I think that's pretty good, but mm. um, I, I think the standout's always that dude love match. Like, mm. that's the one I that really stands out. I think those dude love matches. Those are fantastic. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I definitely think, like, when you even look, even look at, like, Hogan's, like... Core run there, like the WrestleMania. I'd say the WrestleMania from, from Sheik to Andre. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean you got Andre obviously in there. You've got Bundy, but like you know, and, but still like even now in the modern era, like Triple H is like you look at his mega run in that O2, mm-hmm. that O2 era for him running through. I've, I guess what all the way to Goldberg basically was who broke it. I forget, but um, that yes. run, yes. you know, like I mean. We know those were long, boring matches a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I just think when we get to the end of it, like even though like it's an it's a forgetting how long the reign is because obviously it's this. How long does he hold the TV titles? Like what? Twenty two months. Yeah, twenty two months. He, nev- two years. He, he never loses it. No, but I think overall, just the caliber of opponents, I will be interested in matches up with 
other runs to see how it stacks up. So that being said, we'll get to a we go next to a plug for house shows, you know, all that. Uh, don't overlook that quite so much. Did you notice that one of them was uh, Columbia, South Carolina? Oh, I didn't see on that the house one. House shows, mm-hmm. yeah. Columbia, South Carolina. I'm have to look Township? that up. I'm gonna have to look that up now because I'm sure there's a record of it somewhere with that. Oh, there has to. Do. Oh, there is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so now we go to the video for Tommy Dreamer versus Just Incredible, the Stairway to Hell match. I have always wanted to see this match because it they always showed one piece of it in the opening video package from here on out, and it's the uh, Dreamer Cutter. From the two ladders. And I was like, oh, I, I want to see this match. Saw the match. <laughs> so, <laughs> the first time I had this video, did we went right back to our ECW Desire video, it seems yeah. like. Yes. Well, yeah. it's only for Tommy Dreamer. He, he, he gets these videos. He's the heart of ECW. Yep, Terry. And now, to add, a, add just another chestnut on top, Terry Funk has taken t- Just Incredible under his wing now. Awesome. It's a logical next step. Um, to kind of bat this one around, like, all right, Martin, to start off with you, what did you, what did you think of this overall? Because, uh, I, I know we haven't talked about any notes, but I just want to start off kind of what your overall feelings are, because I, I, I kind of find this match a little frustrating because I guess, yeah. because of what, what we've seen with Dreamer and where Just Incredible probably should be on this card as opposed to this. Yeah, I think it's. They, these two men do not need to still be having matches. I think that's my one takeaway from this. Um, there is some like amazing spots, like the you know the diamond cutter from the ladders, yeah. fisherman's buster from the apron to the floor by oh. Credible. Dreamer was a, a you know a, a champion for being willing to take that. Um, some guy in the crowd hands Dreamer a, a metal tray and then gets super hyped when he hits Credible with it. It's like that. this guy's entire life has been leading up to this moment. That's <laughs> but after that... Or go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, after that, it's... I don't know. There's just It feels like there's something missing, but I don't know what. But I think it's, it's, it's the Jake. fact that I just don't get why these two hate each other anymore. Right. Right. I, I, uh, there's a new member of Justin's Entourage. Right, 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 right. Is that... Who is that? Is that Jazz? That is Jazz. That's what I there's thought. A, there's a close-up of her at some point, and I, I, I spent the entire thing, the entire prior match going, who is that? And then it's like, wow, that's Jazz. Yeah, that suplex she gives to Tommy's great. We also... I forgot to mention, the Stairway to Hell, like, it is apparently just a hanging kind it's of... A, it's, a, it's, a pull, it's, it's a pull match. Right. You know, it's, it's all you, it is. You get to the top, you grab it, doesn't mean you win. It means you get to use it. Right. Even though everything else gets used. Right. Leading up to this point. So that just seems to take yeah. a little bit of the air out of the Uh Jason, I totally thought of you because the audit, the very audible things being said around the ring are awful and hilarious at the same time. Oh, yeah. All the ones directed at Nicole Bass. Oh, oh God. God yeah. 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 I mean, like, that. that then the, uh, what Martin... When, I think what was missing with that match is just incredible fell into the role of being essentially the, the hand of someone else in a feud. Cause this is You're more right. Tom feud with Terry Funk. And now 
you know, Justin Incredibles as proxy. So like the crowd at some point starts chanting, we want, te- we want funk. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what was missing. It's just, you know, it's like, here's this guy. We know he's going to get involved. Just have him out here already. Yeah. And you're right. It's, that's, that's, that's it. That's probably, yeah, and that, it was a little good. What? I said, that's probably what it is because had they not said that in the video package prior, uh, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think we would have known that Just Incredible was with Terry Funk, right? Because yeah. it, it's not I, obvious. I thought, that, I thought from that promo earlier that Terry Funk was going to fight Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, you that know? seems and, to be what they're building. I was confused for. with the rules. I was confused with the rules of the match. I thought the match ended when Terry Funk slitted someone's throat. So, <laughs> I mean, from that promo, like that, like, uh, like that Tank Abbott match. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a skins match, yeah, literally. And but, just, uh, yeah, that, that's what was confusing about the whole thing. I was pretty nervous with the ladders, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, the one that had, like, the prongs that for some reason were on the outside when it folded instead of the inside, and they're just loose and flipping around. I'm like, someone's going to get cut Yeah. bad. I will, the finish is badass. Yeah. Like, that's a finish. That That's incredible on the ladder. I was just like, oh, God, like... How are they going to land? And I'll give Justin Credible all the credit for that. He did that very safe. Yeah, it looked very safe. But yeah, it was a great finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of, of course, like it's it's a typical Tommy Dreamer loses finish because he's so yeah, close. He has to lose. Yeah, he gets so close. He gets the he gets the stick. He unloads, and then that's when Terry Funk and Clop comes out and clobbers him in the trash can. <laughs> we get <laughs> Funk you. <laughs> It's so funny to hear it out loud. Terry Funk just shows up and just clobbers him in the trash can. This is your career. Yeah. <laughs> Dreamer, of course, after the match, refuses to fight back against Terry Funk, who just keeps bashing him with the trash can. So, all right. Not to spoil anything, but they don't wrestle at the next pay-per-view. In fact, Tom- I, don't, I don't think they ever wrestle. In fact, Tommy Dreamer's matchup with Shane Douglas against the Impact players. <laughs> what? <laughs> They well, finally get the impact players together? Yes. Okay, good. Well, so, at least there's that. <laughs> so, eh, but overall, did, again, just repeat after we go through it. Like, it's weird having this in between the main event and that RVD match because mm-hmm. it just doesn't measure up to, honestly, either one of them. And we'll get into the next match for what it's worth, but ah, this one felt like it should have had a lot more emotion behind it, but it felt like it all just kind of got caught up in. We have to have this stipulation. We don't know what we want to do with Terry Funk, so we'll just let him do whatever he wants. He'll show up when he wants yeah. or whatever. I, I think this whole thing exists purely for the to reinforce the fact that you know Credible is supposedly credited with you know running you know the Sandman out of ECW. You know, Which I where, forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, he's now hardcore hack over in ECW. I, who do you guys? Who do you think would have turned on first if they were a team, Sting or Tommy Dreamer? <laughs> who do you think would have? <laughs> <laughs> so, so wait, is the question that Sting and Tommy Dreamer are on the same team? They are. And, they are and, working together. Uh-huh. And who's going to turn on who? Yeah. Still Dreamer. I think Sting think? is still still too gullible. <laughs> that Halloween <laughs> Havoc match. Yes. So fucking funny with Flair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. Stand tall. Stand tall. And then as soon as he gets the hot tag, turns around. Twat sting the 
that's why I was waiting for the end of that WrestleMania 31 match. I was like, oh no, the NWO is going to turn on Sting too. Yeah. <laughs> no. Kane just shows up and goes, I know how it feels, man. <laughs> I think the worst person to turn on Sting was his hair. No. Oh, like that was the, that, <laughs> that was yeah, the worst let, one to turn let's on. Let's drag male pattern baldness into this. I mean, poor guy. I mean, by the end of it, I mean, he looked, he looked extremely disheveled. Oh, yeah. He looked like <laughs> Are you talking Cage on a bed? In yeah. that specific match. Yes, oh, in yeah. that match. Like, it turned <laughs> like, Cage at a face painting tent. <laughs> he looked like Kramer. <laughs> All right, so... We move on from the the uh, just incredible Tommy Dreamer match. We go to the back where I guess his name from last show, Stephen Prazik. Oh, I put yeah, I oh, put I put Stephen Prazik Rivera because he looks like Geraldo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he goes to interview Taz and just gets. This doesn't owned. go over well. No, 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 no. Do you so understand what, uh, what FTW means, sir? Yeah, he's just like, oh, you have a match. Weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> Taz is just pissed. This is the Frost Nixon of wrestling interviews. It is. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Prazik Taz. I like it. Oh, that's great. But then we go to Shane, who says, I, uh, this is hilarious. Shane says, Sid needs to go somewhere else. Okay. <laughs> and then he cuts it. Just, I just put a whatever promo on Taz. Well, Taz, like the one part of the promo that just sticks out like a sore thumb to me is when he grabs the mic and he just starts saying, camera, mic, camera, mic, Taz. But he's pointing at the wrong things. Yeah, he, he gets yeah. it mixed up. <laughs> he duck season, rabbit seasons himself. Just... <laughs> also, is it just me or does Taz look so badass in his polo hat? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, this they're looking uh, the one man shoplifting wave. Both these promos are just the promos are awful, and they don't really showcase what this match should be uh, in terms of importance. I, I like, for instance, I didn't even really realize that Taz hadn't had the ECW title yet, right? Because he always seems like the guy, right? Always, yeah. So that got me instantly invested in the match. We talked about Big Five Field. This one, of course, has it. It should have it. I'm, I'm, anything less would have been very, very uh, underserving for this because we've waited over a year for this to happen. Mm-hmm. And now we're finally going to get it. And it and it has classic booking written all over that Taz is going to go over. You just know it. Mm-hmm. But here's like, all right, we'll get to the finish in a bit. But this is a, we talked about when RVD and Landstorm go on the outside. And Dude. that was close to that was close to the guardrail, and we talked about how they got eaten up by the crowd, but they managed to kind of make it work. This is atrocious. I, this, yeah. this was the first time where I picked up the phone and just started dicking around because the, Shane Douglas outside is awful. Yeah, uh, he he's a classic like NWA type wrestler. Stay in the ring. Yeah. Yeah, this and it goes on for way too. They long. have no room to do anything, so no. they're so they go everywhere. Kick punch, kick punch, ram your head into something. Maybe the occasional, if I can get enough room to tasplex you over the rail onto a platform or something. But this seemed to. I understand it kind of brought some raw emotion out of it. I kind of get that, but at the same time, it was boring as fuck. Oh, absolutely. So, I think that kind of took away from this match. But once they finally get into the ring, like they. They do have some good exchanges. Of course, then we get the out of nowhere. And I mean, like, I guess it's not necessarily, I mean, Paul teased it. But at the same time, like, why did the surprise entrance have to get pyro? Right. <laughs> the only 
The only time we've seen Pyro in ECW, the only man to get yes. Pyro in ECW is a fucking run-in? Yeah. And <laughs> Sabu just goes absolutely berserk and hits a triple jump moonsault, a triple jump leg drop. He, he's a house of fire. Well, he does another step top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he goofs on the top rope again. He then does this twisting splash through a table on Taz, and I'm out. Yeah. I'm, I'm out. See ya. <laughs> and, like, we're reset. Because I take it to that point, like, before Sabu came out, Taz kind of had him where he wanted him mm-hmm. in the ring, and then that's when we kind of get reset here. What did you guys think of the run-in, just before we go anywhere else? Like, did you like the run-in, Charlie? Did you think it was... I... It didn't even really register with me that Sabu was out of action. <laughs> so, like... To hear to see the lights go out and hear them, and, and I'm like, "Oh, who's coming out?" And I hear the music, and I'm like, "Sabu," and then the pyro, and I was just confused. But I will say, yeah. it made a hell of an image to see him standing there, just his silhouette, and the pyro going off right beside him as he points up. Yeah, that looked awesome. Yeah, and then you know he ran to the ring and did his shtick. Uh, yeah. I don't. I feel like this could have been done better. Yeah, uh, whether you add Sabu to the match, you know, beforehand. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's it seems to it felt go weird. against it, itself. Yeah, it felt like it took. I felt like it took away a little bit. Martin, did you feel like this was needed, or did you feel like it um, kind of took away? I don't, know if it, I don't know if it was needed, but it was all of the right stuff. Like Charlie was saying, with the silhouette against the pyro looked amazing. Sabu murdering champion and challenger looked great, but it just at the precisely the wrong time. It became about him. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It didn't need it. That's the problem. This is supposed to be Taz and Douglas's big moment. Right. Mm -hmm. Jason, did you feel similar? That's my only issue with it. I thought, I mean, I I agree it wasn't needed. I think it was a lot better than what's going to pop up in a little bit. I'll get to that (laughs) once we come across it. But, um, I thought it was cool that Sabu Jack got the new Jack treatment where they just play his music yes. all the time. He's out there running around. And I love that Fonzie came with it. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. just out, he's running around, he's throwing the chairs in, he's making sure his man's got what he needs to make an impact. Yeah. It's like a minute to, to what, three minutes if that. Yeah. And he lays them both out and just leaves. And I mean like from the the thing is is it was, was the precedent that ECW was set up where people can just run in matches. Why didn't he pin both of them? Right. Exactly. That's the problem. Like, that's the thing I was thinking, too, is like, again, the precedent that you're setting is that we, guys can just show up and, I mean, the opening match of the card, a tag team goes like, you know what? We got this. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine by me. But um, let's get, to, so Jason, you, you alluded to it. Let's dive into it. So we've reset after Sabu leaves, but then we have Sonny showing up. Francine shoves her, so they're getting into it. Chris Candido looks like he's going to, you know, help out Shane. Wrong. He clobbers him. And so then, uh, as Douglas tries to plead to Candido as he's going up the ramp, it's the obvious setup for... Why would you turn your back on Taz? Right. That's his move. <laughs> so Taz locks in. Uh, the, the Taz mission. The Katahajime. Which, this is what, like, if I, if I can put myself in the time period, if I'm buying this pay-per-view... This is what I'm buying it for if I'm invested in the world title. See him in the I want to see him in the Taz mission, and I want to see him tap. Do we get that? It looks like he's tapping. It looks like it. Him. But no, no, no. We have to have a combination of him like like giving the middle finger to the ref, 
And Joey Styles overselling that Shane Douglas is the greatest world champion ever, which leads just to this kind of, I think, anticlimactic pass out. Well, it didn't have to because I love Shane hitting him with a low blow and it breaks it right. for a second. You're and right. then Taz just, no! Like, that that should have been... He should have tapped. He should have tapped. See, this is my biggest problem. The, the moment he passes out, I was like, you lost me. You, I, you, you might... I, Despite all the stuff that was a little bit wonky, the stuff on the outside, and then the Sabu running, maybe ill time, if you get that signature moment, it's all fine mm-hmm. because that's what we needed was Taz to finally get the moment. Instead, they gave us WrestleMania 13, or so they thought. <laughs> yeah, and it worked on that, and one. it made me so angry that even though Taz gets a great celebratory ovation and everything, I think. That is, it, it taints him, and I don't know why we needed to have Shane go out this way. I just thought that this, as much as Triple H gets shit, Triple H has tapped to many yes, people and given yeah. them signature moments. He gave it to Benoit. He's given it to Cena. Cena. He's given it to many guys over Taker. the years. He's given it to Taker. So it's like, what? Like, uh, All right, Charlie, did, how'd you feel about it? Uh, it's it's the best Shane Douglas match. <laughs> okay, like, I could, I could, yeah. And a lot of that I think goes into what the match had surrounding it, like with Taz and the fact that we have been waiting for this match for so long, and that Shane is going to eventually be moving on the WCW. And even with that in mind, he should have tapped out. Yeah, I don't, having Sabu show up, I, I loved it, but it's it's not needed. It's useless. It takes the attention off Taz. Um, that's the, the outside shit is atrocious. I mean, like like I said, I did not look back at the TV until they were back in the ring because I'm like, none of this matters. Right. Like, not not a lick of it. But it basically, you're right. It reminds me of WrestleMania 14, where Austin and Michaels had a mediocre match, but Austin ducking that sweet chin music and spinning him around, hitting him with a stunner. That was the moment he needed, and it was iconic. Yeah, like it it's a part big. of No Mercy. Like, it is. if you try to it's, kick Austin, he has the special. You can spin him around <laughs> and kick him and stun him. It's, it's awesome. incredible. But to have Shane pass out in order to keep him looking strong, which is what it looks like. Why are we keeping him strong? Yeah, I know. Are, are they going to rematch? Right. Apparently not. Exactly. So, yeah, because, and and I bet, and I, I think that they knew that at the time, that they weren't going to rematch, because why else would you have Sabu run out and do all that if you weren't going to have him Taz at the next pay-per-view. I, I just... Taz, who is a dominating wrestler. Yeah. Just, and can do anything to anybody, couldn't make Shane Douglas tap out. It makes him look weak. Yeah. I think. Martin, do you feel the same way? How do you feel about it? Or does it, does it not bother you? Yeah. This whole thing, the whole storyline of Shane ducking Taz was leading to that moment of Douglas tapping. Not passing out tapping and we didn't get it Uh, and it it does take some of the shine off of the off of the rose or some of the bloom off of the rose because yeah why why does shane need to pass out the match itself is okay i'm with charlie the outside stuff is is would have been fine on any other show but this one because we had rvd and landstorm do it so much better yeah but you know Douglas for you know all the the shit that we give him and a lot of it is deserved. He's you know he's competent. Taz, I think 
Taz looked, this match in particular, Taz looks amazing while he's doing moves. His clothesline, you know, how he always kind of runs through on one leg and, like, hooks the arm and puts, like, everything into it, looks fucking amazing. The transmission looks like a fantastic move, Um, like with Samoa Joe's choke that he has now, you know, always had, but he uses now. This should have been the big moment of seeing Shane after all the tricks, after all the machinations, finally, you know, we we knew that as soon as Taz got his hands on Douglas, that was it. Douglas would have no option but to surrender, to give up. Right. And, we, and we're robbed of it. Jason? I'm with Charlie on that. Like, that was one of the big selling points of the last match. Sorry, Martin, not Charlie. Um, the big selling Martin. points of the last match was... Taz didn't get the satisfaction of making Shane Douglas tap out in that, you know, that six-man pack. And that's something that he's going for. And to have him pass out, like you said, it, it that's what you leave for, like, people like Cena in the accolade. And then, true, they burnt that out. When, when you start having Jack Swagger passing out right. because he uses the tap out kind of thing is, is where it killed it. Um I'm a big proponent of catfight have no place in a world heavyweight championship match. Yep. I'm with you. That took too much out of it. Like that's, I mean, that's perfect for like those six man tags that are meaningless and throw away. But like, you know, he said, this is supposed to be a big, big moment. You've already got distractions, um, you know, detracting from Taz with Sabu showing up. And then you've got, I'm I'm okay with the Chris Candido punching him because I guess that cements that that is the end of the triple threat, even though we still don't know why. And then there's, but the whole Francine and Sonny just did not need to happen there. No, I and I agree with you. I think the Candido thing's fine because that's what we want to see. We want to see the ultimate heel now have no friends. Everyone everyone has left him. Like it's perfect. That's a good moment. Even him. That's like, why he needed to tap out. Right. Cause, exactly. Cause his, his, his you have nothing left. left. Him. He yeah, needs nothing. to be defeated. Passing out is not being defeated. I just want i want to know who made that. I, that's why I want to know who made that call. Because it doesn't help that Joey Styles spent the majority of the match, and the pay-per-view for that matter, building up Shane Douglas. Right. Like, like we need to be told yeah. this stuff and not building up Taz. Right. That, he mentions it maybe twice, that Taz has never even fought for the title. And what a big deal that this is. But Shane Douglas. Paul. Yeah. Like it's the second coming. It's amazing. Like yeah, Which I is, just, that's what they said in WWF. Yeah, that's, that's right. what Scott Hall said. Shane Douglas was supposed to be the second coming. <laughs> I, it's just a, it's it's just it's a real shame because this match we were waiting for this. We we're waiting to get to this based on how the storyline was progressing, and it just feels like they they kind of shit the bed at the end at the worst possible time. Right. Like you could have you seriously like all that other stuff. Like it, it is as nonsensical as their shit was on the outside. And then, like, just the weird Sabu run-in. Like, you could have made up for it all, and you didn't. So now, next month, we're going to be getting, which I'm not, it, it's fine. It'll it'll be interesting to compare to Barely Legal, Sabu versus Taz with the title on the That's line. So that'll be really cool because there is some built, there's obviously some built-in stuff. This is technically a storyline that's been off and on for uh, over like a year. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be really neat. So overall, um, I'll tell you, like um, this got on Russell on Russell Cage at um, 
Or cage, cage match. match. Cage match from Wrestle Cage. Wrestle. <laughs> Wrestle like bad, like, fire pro wrestling video yeah. game. Cagematch.net had this at just over a six. And I would that's say... It. I'd say that's, that's, that's again, I think fairly accurate for the show. The RVD and Tij- the RVD Storm and Tajiri Super Crazy matches totally elevate this show. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, like, you guys think it's similar around the six area? Charlie, you think so? Six, six, five. Yeah, yeah. it's it's... It's better than the last one. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, it's, oh boy, it's, it's got those two matches and it doesn't, it doesn't sag like November to remember did. Like even, even a match like we were talking about with Shane, to get us to care about a Shane Douglas match right. is really impressive. And even though the match is like a two for me, uh, I still enjoyed the in-ring stuff for the most part and, and seeing Taz get his moment. So yeah, I'd give it a six. It's it's a good show. Martin, do you agree or where are you at with it? Yeah, I'd even go as high as a, a seven. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Maybe even seven five. Um, because yeah, Super Crazy Interjury is an excellent match. RVD Storm is an excellent match. Taz finally gets his due. Uh, you know, brilliant. Um, and the sheer what the fuckery of Sid. Because yes. again, I, I have no idea. A, a lot of these shows I'm going in blind. To For Sid to... A, I, I kind of... Remember reading that Sid was in ECW, but I didn't I didn't remember it being like at this point. I I thought it was in like 2000 when nobody cared right. you know, about Sid for the most part, for, and for him to look like an absolute monster again, yeah, just just all added to it. Um, and yeah, there's there's bits that we don't like. Like I said, pr- predominantly my big the thing I bump up against most is Shane not tapping. But that shouldn't detract from the show as a whole, which is, it's fun. I mean, it's clustery and, you know, and there's there's still some of the problems of ECW, but they're more downplayed than November to Remember, which only seems to accentuate all the stuff I don't like. Jason, how do you feel about it? I'm around a seven as well, because I thought it was significantly better than last month's. And if last month's going to get like a five and a half, then... Definitely, you know, definitely a seven with this one. Um, I like with, I think the consensus, you know, the Rob Van Dam, Lance Storm, and the Tajiri Super Crazy are the standouts. It's hard to decide between the two of them to me, which I, which one I think is match of the night. Um, seeing Sid in there was really great, but the the kind of down or not downplaying, but the unintentional downplaying of Taz's big moment at the end soured it for me even more so that it's I'm, I'm happy to see shane douglas lose and the potential because i remember he's running off to eat wcw really soon it might be the last time we have to deal with him on a ecw program um but they're even when taz your your new champion is walking up the ramp on his way out of the arena they're already showing a graphic for next month's pay-per-view yeah. or next the next yeah. paper and i felt that that really undermined a lot because it's like you're just saying well this doesn't matter next pay-per-view matters so why did i why did we i mean no we didn't but why would you pay for this and sit through this yeah absolutely so i don't know i'm next month to that main event though taz versus sabu i'm excited i'm definitely excited especially for both of those belts and that'll be that'll be interesting. That'll be this is that'll be March of ninety nine. You're so gonna be, get you're gonna get that, and you're gonna get RVD and Jerry Lynn. Yeah, for the first time on pay per view. So interesting. And, and Sid's gonna be on the show. Expectations are high. 
So, oh, expectations are extremely high. If it's not at least an eight, then it's shit the bed. Right. So um, let's dive into some plugs here real quick. Jason, let's talk about Gore Horseman again. Yeah, well, I, did, I think it might have been out by the time this one airs, but I will be on the Gore Horseman podcast talking about No Mercy 2003 and then the most fantastical Bubba Hotep. Um, so definitely check out both of those. I, I'm a big fan of that movie. Um, Charlie, I think you are too. Uh, yes. Uh, it's Other than Evil Dead, it's, uh, it's the best thing Campbell ever did. Well, there you go. So that's what I'll be up to. Uh, and so definitely check those out. Uh, and they go back and listen to some of their older stuff. They do a lot of, a lot of good, bad movies and a lot of movies that I'm glad they set through that I didn't have to. So. Yeah, their movie selection is always impressive. Yeah, I'm, I'm very. And they je- do God's book. <laughs> I'm always jealous of them. Martin, tell us, man, what um, what you getting up to? Are you still working on your uh, bulleted list? Yes, yeah. Um, hopefully, by the time you um, you, this uh, hits your ears, you can hop over to fourcronline.com to read my top ten. Uh, good slash terrible wrestling toys of 2015 <laughs> because this year is terrible for alliteration um, which is me putting a full stop at the end of 2016 where I'll be sitting back enjoying my first Christmas away from retail in a decade and a half uh, to reset in 2017 bravo, good for you buddy good bravo. for you yes absolutely Charlie got anything on the docket on the docket no just the podcast trying to get up and running right. uh, when did that come out where Take a year, any year, and go month by month with the movie that came out that month and talk about it, review it, and uh, the climate that the movie was released in, in terms of... I don't it was know, a hot or cold, oh, and yeah. a little bit of humidity. Oh, oh, I see where you're getting at. Yeah, right. uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you think you're the best dad <laughs> in the galaxy? What the hell is that? I know, I don't have anything, I don't have anything really to plug with it, but... um. Please continue to um, check us out on Facebook, New Blood Rising Podcast, on Twitter, here at New Blood Pod. Um, I'm at William Rankin 83. I'm at the Jason Kiesler. I'm at CM underscore Stabs. And I am at Bunny City Cedar. We'll see you guys next for Living Dangerously 1999 and Happy Holidays. <laughs>